0: Just after 11pm on May 8th, 1945, in an army officers' mess in Berlin, Field Marshal Wilhelm Keitel, Chief of the Armed Forces High Command of Nazi Germany, was presented with a document by Marshal Georgi Zhukov, whose Red Army troops had hung the hammer and sickle off the ruins of the Reichstag six days previously. (laughs) was over. Indeed, another German general, Alfred Jodl, had surrendered to the Americans the day before in Reims. Hitler was dead. The rest was paperwork. Zhukov asked Keitel if he understood the document. Keitel said he did and requested 24 hours grace to inform German units still fighting. Zhukov told him to get on with it. Words to that effect anyway. Keitel removed a grey leather glove and signed. It was after midnight in Moscow, so it was that May 9th became known in the Soviet Union, thereafter in Russia, as Victory Day. Victory Day evolved over the decades into a triumphalist military procession. And on balance, fair enough, when the Soviet Union slash Russia reminded itself and the world of the astonishing sacrifices made by Russians in defeating European fascism in the 1940s, it had a case. Perhaps 27 million Soviet citizens died to defeat Nazi Germany, and many millions more endured scarcely imaginable hardship, deprivation and trauma with heroics. Stoicism. This year, however, Victory Day in Moscow was a notably less exultant affair. The columns of gleaming modern armour which have thundered across Red Square in recent years were replaced by a single World War II vintage T-34 tank. The ranks of soldiers were markedly thinner, And President Vladimir Putin's keynote speech was several degrees weirder, as this week's Foreign Desk explainer now proposes to demonstrate with a brisk game of what he said, what he meant. The rules of what he said, what he meant are not complicated. You will hear a choice excerpt of Putin's oration, voiced with due solemnity by Monocle's senior correspondent and Eurovision desk chief, Fernando Augusto Pacheco, i.e. what he said, followed by your correspondent outlining what he meant. So, what he said...
1: A real war has once again been unleashed against our motherland, but we have repulsed international terrorism, We also protect the inhabitants of Donbass and ensure our security.
0: What he meant. This whole thing was supposed to be over in 72 hours, 96 tops, which is why, 15 months later, I'm frantically trying to reframe the failure to take the ruins of one small Ukrainian town as basically the siege of Stalingrad. For
1: us, for Russia, there are no unfriendly, hostile peoples, either in the West or in the East. Like the vast majority of people on the planet, We want to see a future of peace, freedom and stability.
0: Starting a pointless war is a lot easier than turning Russia into a prosperous, productive and collegiate country and nobody ever got put on a postage stamp for quietly overseeing a steady
1: incremental increase in GDP. We believe that any ideology of superiority is inherently disgusting, criminal and deadly. Do you? do you though however here we go the western globalist elites still talk about their exclusivity pit people and split societies provoke bloody conflicts and upheavals sow hatred russophobia aggressive nationalism and destroy family and traditional values that make a person a person
0: Honestly, this cancel culture, you can't even wreck your nation's economy, betray its future and usher a generation of young men into the meat grinder for absolutely no good reason without the woke mob coming for you. These
1: days, we see how, in a number of countries, memorials to Soviet soldiers are ruthlessly and cold-bloodedly destroyed, monuments to great commanders are being demolished and the memory of true heroes is being erased and slandered.
0: I am completely at a loss to understand why the now free citizens of formerly captive nations do not wish, as they stroll to the shops, to gaze upon statues of the people who deported their ancestors to the salt pile.
1: Such desecration of defeat and victims of the victorious generation is also a crime. An outright revanchism of those who cynically and openly prepared a new campaign against Russia who gathered neo-Nazi scum from all over the world for this. Their goal, and there's nothing new here, is to achieve the collapse and destruction of our country.
0: If you think being turned into a morally and actually bankrupt pariah state is bad, if anything happens to me, it'll be even
1: worse. For us, in Russia, the memory of the defenders of the fatherland is sacred. We keep it in our hearts. We pay tribute to the members of the resistance, who bravely fought against Nazism, to the soldiers of the Allied armies of the USA, Great Britain and other states. We remember and honour the feat of Chinese soldiers in the battle against Japanese militarism.
0: Wanging on about World War II plays nearly as well here as it does in the UK. The stuff about the Allies makes me sound generous and statesmanlike, and if I throw the Chinese a bone, they may not yank my leash just yet, if you'll forgive the somewhat back-to-front metaphor.
1: We are standing on Red Square, on the land that remembers the combatants of Yuri Dogoruki and Dmitry Donskoy, the militiamen of meaning and Pozarski, the soldiers of Peter the Great and Kutuzov, the parades of 1941 and 1945.
0: I'm still clinging, arguably somewhat optimistically at this point, to the idea of being recalled more as Joseph Stalin than Slobodan Milosevic.
1: For victory!
0: Hurrah. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Muller.